My pleasure to be joined by the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Connecticut, Susan Bysowich. Susan was out here in town on August 10th, which happened to be my birthday. I was long gone and hard to find that day. We're going to get her on that day, but I wasn't here to do it. So today we will talk with the Lieutenant Governor about the $140,000 grant Wyndham is receiving to conduct Phase 1, 2, and 3 assessments to develop a remediation action plan at the Giant VAC location in South Wyndham. Susan, good morning. Thanks for joining me again today. And well, tell us what we need to know about this grant. Well, it is Wyndham received a uh, $100,000 grant. Actually, there were two that Wyndham received, one for 100000 one for $140,000. And it's to clean up and remediate brownfields. What's a brownfield? It's um, a former industrial site. Usually, they're manufacturing sites. And in order to make them suitable for another type of business or for housing, you have to remediate them. And so uh, I was recently in Wyndham with the mayor, uh, with Senator Flexer, with uh, Representative Johnson to talk about that state grant to clean up the a giant VAC property there's also another property at thirty, at 322B Main Street uh, that's going to get uh, remediation as well. And this is important because um, it helps get a property ready for uh, a developer, a business owner, and to get that property cleaned up and back on the tax rolls so it's not a burden to the community because a lot of times, some of these abandoned sites uh, are vandalized. Um, they're dangerous. Um, the Giant Vac uh, property is actually right near a beautiful residential community, so they can be eyesores too. So um, remediation is the first step to putting a property, and a lot of these are historic properties, back into use so um, the taxpayers have less of a burden and uh, so that the buildings can be used for something productive. So the ball is rolling on these two projects. Do we have a timetable on when there will be actual visible progress and maybe a target date for when it'll be completed? Yeah, I think they. Um, I think for the giant VAC property, they should have a site investigation uh, completed, and then they'll be ready to... Um, begin uh, whatever the work is after that. So uh, you might not see any visible progress for um, until the spring, and then after that, whatever is found, because you have to do a survey of uh, the area in order to determine what work needs to be done do the cleanup. In June, Governor Lamont approved $23.8 million in state funding to remediate 22 blighted properties and put them in a productive use to grow jobs and also grow housing as well. So we've got the two properties here in Wyndham, part of those 22, and you're in Norwich today. Is that something similar to what you've done here in Wyndham? Yes, it's so it's uh, something similar uh, because Norwich is getting uh, $2 million to clean up and potentially demolish 
two historic buildings. They're called the Glass Houses 1 and 2, and they are the former home of the thermos factory. So uh, what's going to happen is that property is going to be remediated, and there's going to be construction of a solar installation that can produce electricity for the residential condominium community that's there and also for uh, the integrated day charter school uh, that's right next door. Um, so that's very exciting. It's a, it's a sustainable project. And again, you're taking a blighted property that's uh, not being used and we're going to get um, electricity and uh, it's the Norwich Economic Development Corporation that is receiving the award to do this work. So I'll be meeting with Kevin Brown, Kathy Austin, the state senator from uh, the Norwich area, Mayor Nystrom, and Representative Kevin Ryan to talk about that project. Today, August 31st, it is National Overdose Awareness Day. And you've been speaking out about this. Tell me what today means and what we should know as citizens of the state of Connecticut. So today uh, is the day that we remember all those that have been lost, not just in Connecticut, not just in the country, but across the world. Um, It's been over half a million people that we have lost to opioid uh, addiction and to drug addiction. And here in our state, Sadly, it's been um, an increasing problem. Uh, We lose more than 1,400 people a year um, thus far. Um, As through the beginning of June, we'd already lost 600 people. You know, we've been losing more than 100 people a month. It's just tragic. Most of those overdoses are due to fentanyl. So we do this to remember those who are lost, but also to remind people who may be struggling with addiction that there's no stigma. This is something that happens to all kinds of people, all age groups, and for many different reasons, and we want people to know that they're not alone. There's help available. And under this umbrella of National Overdose Awareness Day, there's been a major issue, seems like in the last couple of years, probably goes beyond that, of opioid opioid overdoses as well, right? Uh, Absolutely. Things keep changing. We have many fentanyl drug overdose deaths, and we're now starting to see a xylazine which is an animal tranquilizer uh, involved in some of these overdose deaths. And that is extremely frightening. Uh, You know, we keep seeing stronger and stronger drugs out there. So we want people to be aware. We want people to know that there is help. Uh, We have the Live Loud campaign that our Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services has to connect people who are struggling. Um, There's an access 
uh, line. You can you can go to Live Loud um, and try to get and get help. And we want people to do that. A lot of uh, recovery coaches are out there. Um, CCAR has an office right in Wyndham that I have visited with our Demas commissioner. It's an amazing place where you have recovery coaches that have been uh, there where some of the people who are seeking help have been. They understand and they're ready to help when people are ready to recover. So you're lucky in Wyndham, right on Main Street, to have those resources available. I think it's literally across the street from where you are. It certainly is. And along those same lines of mental health services, students back in class, Wyndham starting today, as a matter of fact, and you said on Twitter slash X that it's vital they have access to mental health services. And there's been recent mental health funding. And part of that is to help out students in school. Tell me more about that. Yes. So school districts across the state, 72 of them, I believe, including Wyndham, have received grants so that they can hire additional mental health specialists to help our kids in schools because people right now of all ages are struggling with mental illness and we have um, some really great counselors who will be able to uh, be hired in each school district to help any counselors that are already there or to be the first mental health professionals that are available for students. So it's a really, really important uh, thing for schools. And this is part of our landmark youth mental health bill that was passed uh, a year ago. Um, And there are also, in addition to these grants so that schools can hire mental health professionals, in, in their districts, there are also some 24-hour mental health youth crisis centers uh, that are located in different parts of the state uh, so that parents have somewhere to take their child or their young uh, person when they're, they're having a mental health crisis because this happens all the time. Hospitals are overloaded, uh, and these centers are specifically help young people who are having a mental health crisis. Connecticut Lieutenant Governor Susan Bicewich joins us for a few more minutes today. Listener question, Susan. As the governor is strongly advocating electric cars, I'm wondering what incentives are available for purchasing and for home charging stations? She's got her head in the right place, so what news is there on that front? So uh, there, there are incentives for people to purchase electric cars and to install uh, charging stations in their homes. And also, uh, there is a lot of state support for this infrastructure that we will need to, over the next decade or two, make that transition to electric cars because you have to have the charging station infrastructure all across the state. And what's great is, as I visit different places across the state, I'm seeing more and more of those EV charging stations everywhere, at town facilities, at uh, commercial locations, 
so, you know, that is uh, very exciting as we transition away from uh, gasoline. And one area that you've been very outspoken about, August, today is the last day of the month, National Breastfeeding Awareness Month. With more women needed in the workforce, we need to ensure that we are offering adequate support and making their family life more manageable. What should people know about Breastfeeding Awareness Month and about where we stand going forward? Yep. Well, first of all, it's uh, the healthiest way uh, to raise uh, a baby, uh, and there are rules in Connecticut that require businesses to have a private space for women to nurse their babies or to uh, pump their breast milk, and uh, we just wanted to make sure that people, business people around the state understand uh, what the rules are, what their responsibilities are, and also just to encourage women who are expecting to breastfeed their babies because it means better health outcomes, not just for the babies, but also for uh, the nursing moms. And in mid-month, we had the 50th anniversary of CWEALF, Connecticut Women's Education and Legal Fund, which brought memories of your mom? That's right. So my mom was one of the founders of the Connecticut Women's Educational and Legal Fund 50 years ago in 1973. She and a group of other women founded this organization to try to fight uh, discrimination against women, especially in employment, but in the educational arena and in all aspects, pay equity. Uh, and so uh, that organization celebrated their 50th anniversary, and they have changed the name because Connecticut Women's Educational and Legal Fund was a lot to get out on a lot of letters to remember. Uh, and so the name of the organization has changed to She Leads Justice, uh, and that organization is dedicated to fighting discrimination against women and also to fighting racism. Always a pleasure to talk to you and look forward to your next visit to the Wyndham area. Lieutenant Governor Susan Bysewich, our guest on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.